Hey, welcome back to the High Heat Stats Podcast. This is episode number three. Somehow I feel like three is a big milestone. I guess it isn't, but the fact that we made it past one uh, is pretty exciting to me. This is a trivia special. We broke it out from the previous podcasts and put trivia all by itself. There'll be more questions than last time uh, and at least 30% more fun. A few things. We are, as always, sponsored by the Baseball Reference Play Index, and you'll hear that a lot of the questions you're going to hear today are clearly derived from the Play Index results. Uh, The offer is still available for new subscribers to the Play Index. If you want to get three bucks off, you just have to go to Baseball Reference slash Play Index, put in HHS in the coupon code box, and blamo, you get three bucks off right there. That helps us out, too. Uh, If you're not interested in that, another way you can help us is by giving us ratings or reviews, or both, on iTunes. The more we get, the more we get found in other searches, and other people can find the podcast, the bigger our audience gets, and the more likely that we keep on doing this. So... If you have an iTunes account, all you have to do is go into iTunes, search for High Heat Stats, it'll come right up, and then you can leave your fair rating of whatever you think and a review of whatever you think. I'm not certainly not telling you what to rate it or what to write. That's entirely up to you, but just having them is good. If you have any questions or comments about the podcast or things that you'd like to have answered in future podcasts, go ahead and email us, please, at feedback at highheatstats.com. We definitely will see all those emails. You can also send us an audio message if you want to have it played on the podcast. That's all, and uh, here comes episode number three. Enjoy. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the High Heat Stats podcast. This is the special trivia edition. So if you listen to our first podcast, you'll know that we threw trivia in along with the first podcast, made it pretty long. We thought we'd go ahead and separate it out into its own podcasts, make it a little bit bigger, give it space to breathe, and have a little bit more fun with it. So just as a recap, last time we had Adam Dalton and Brian, and that was actually the order they finished in. So this time around, Adam's reward for finishing first previously is that he gets to go last this time, which is not really a reward, but um, that's the way it's going to be. Dan, as a newcomer, first-time player, I'm going to give you first crack. Dalton, you'll be in the middle. I'm not going to go through the rules because, again, if you listen to the previous podcasts, uh, and if you haven't, you really should, um, after this one, go back to that one, uh, you'll know the rules. Uh, but basically, very, very briefly, everybody gets their own question. You can ask for a hint, which takes half a point off. And if you don't get it right, the question goes to the next person with the lowest, uh, whoever's the lowest points, they get a crack at it. Uh, The only thing I will say is that some of these questions this week do not have hints um, for reasons that are sort of obvious because they're they're sort of obscure answers maybe, and if I give a hint, it'll just make it too obvious. Um, So without any further ado, Dan, give me a number between 1 and 12, and the reason for 12 is everybody will be getting four questions, so we have more or less four rounds here. So round one, Dan, number between 1 and 12, please. How about 12? Number 12. Name the player who, over the course of his 22 Major League Baseball seasons, had three separate tours of duty with two different franchises. I am defining a tour of duty as 
two stints with the same team, separated by at least one major league appearance with at least one other team. So again, name the player who over his 22 seasons had three separate tours of duty with each of two different franchises. Hmm. All right. Well, this is uh, yeah, we, we didn't start off with uh, the, the, the Washington uh, question, did we? Um, no. Let's see. Three different tours of duty with two different teams. Um, you do have the hint available should you choose. Yeah, I guess I guess I'm going to take the hint. The two franchises that he had the three separate tours of duty with were the White Sox and the Orioles. The White Sox and the Orioles. All right. Well, that rules out the two guys I was going to throw out as I was thinking of wild guesses. Um, Harold Baines? That's correct. Wow. Very impressive. <laughs> Half a point for Dan in round one. Now, just a little bit on Baines. He obviously started with the White Sox. He was drafted by the White Sox. He was traded... To the Rangers. Anybody remember who turns out to be the most prominent player in that trade? Fred Manrique. <laughs> no, he was traded. With, <laughs> he was traded with Fred Manrique <laughs> or Wilson Alvarez, who, who was a good player. Sammy Sosa. Fletcher and Sammy Sosa. Yeah. You got it. Um, went from the Rangers to the A's um, in a pretty minor trade. Then went from the A's to the Orioles, also in a, in a pretty minor trade. Bobby Chouinard was in that deal. Um, free agent, signed, re-signed with the Orioles, re-signed with the Orioles again. Those don't count as tours of duty. But then he was a free agent in 95. He signed back with the White Sox. Later, the White Sox traded him to the Orioles um, and became a free agent again with the Orioles. Traded by the Orioles to the Indians and... Then we gave him a free agent and went back to the Orioles, traded by the Orioles with Charles Johnson to the White Sox. Um, and so that's how he got back to the White Sox for the third time. He is the only guy in history I've ever been able to find who um, had that sort of a career trajectory. Um, so, Dan, uh, very impressed. Thank you. And congratulations on not getting shot. <laughs> I know. Now I can rest easy. Dalton, number between 1 and 11, please. We'll go with 4 again. 4. Who is the only pitcher to homer every year of the 1950s? Well, I'm not... Oh, I'm not gonna you got it. the heavy gasp, <laughs> just like last time. Yeah, well, at least, at least it's sort of not that uh, the, the horse sound effect, as you, uh, as you mentioned. Um... I'm trying to think of the good-hitting pitchers from the 50s. Of course, it's when I grew up. Um, probably Warren Spahn. Correct. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, he had uh, 35 home runs, 189 RBI in his career. Think about that. I mean, it was a long career, but uh, they don't make them like that anymore. Uh, Mr. Duraski, a number between 1 and 11, excepting 4. I'll take 9. Number nine. Since 1945, six pitchers have hit two career Grand Slams. Name any two. So there are six who've done it, who've hit two Grand Slams. Name any two. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is the dude that did two in one game while throwing a no-hitter, right? Oh, man. I cannot hear. Yeah. I'll take a hint on this. Uh, so there is no hint available oh. because there are six different names, and I don't really know how to do a hint for this. Hmm. Um, so it's still a point, still a full point. Obviously, each answer is worth half a point because I'm looking for two. So throw out two names that come to you. Uh, let me throw out Dontrell Willis. 
And if that is not correct. That, so I'm going for half a point now. Uh, let me throw out West Farrell. Oh no! Oh, it's since forty-five. Oh, yeah, no. yeah. Okay. Sorry, and I know how much you love that guy. Uh, Dan, you are behind Dalton because you have half a point, so you get an option. You get an opportunity to give me two names. All right, I'll. Um, I'm just going to go with Mike Hampton and Carlos Zambrano. No on both. Dalton. This is just pitcher grand slams, or is there another qualifying thing there? I, I kind of missed the beginning of the question. Oh, no worries. Since 1945, there's six pitchers who have hit two career grand slams. Name any two of the six. <sighs> I would I would have guessed Hampton also. Um, I know. I know Travis Wood just hit one, so I'll, I'll guess him. And uh, let's see, um, Micah Owings. No, on both. Yeah. I didn't I, realize this was so tough. I just checked I, the guy I, I was trying to think of. It's Tony Cloninger. Yep. Of yeah. course, Tony Cloninger uh, did it two Grand Slams, and they did come in the same game. So the other ones are Dizzy Trout, Camilo Pasquale, Bob Gibson, Denny Nagel, <laughs> and, and Adam, you might have been thinking about this with the other part of what you said, Rick Wise. Yeah. Because yeah, yeah, yeah. you mentioned while he was pitching a no-hitter, um, and that's uh, something Wise is well known for. So, man, we got a total washout on that question, huh? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so after round one, Dalton has one point, Dan has half a point, and Adam is not on the board yet. Um, but I have no doubt that he will be. Hmm. Mr. McCluskey, I need a number um, between 1 and 12, except not 4, 9, or 12. How about 8? How about 8? I don't think you're going to like me for this one either, although you did well with the last one. That was hard. <laughs> Uh, only two batters in history have ever topped 100 strikeouts in a season without hitting a single home run. Name either one. Wow. Oh, that is bad. Yeah, and there's no hint on this one either, again, because it's, it's – uh, I don't know how to give a hint without giving it away. Yeah, yeah. I suppose the hint could be related to the era if they were close, but maybe they're not. Um Hundred strikeouts and zero home runs. Um, so it's name either one. So I so you only get one guess, right? That's correct. Oops, <laughs> sorry. Uh, it's not Harold Baines. Um, I'm going to say Ray Ordonez. No, that's not a bad that's guess. That's a really not good correct. guess, actually. Yeah. Um, not correct. Um, this is, you know, this is a pretty tough question. Yeah, it's sort of either you know it or you don't know it. Um, so Adam goes toss to you. I got to go with the guy that popped into my head because it's so rare to have somebody relatively modern, which I assume it's modern because he struck out a hundred times. Uh, Scott Pitsednik. No, no. Uh, Dalton. A point to you if you can come up with it. You know, from what we were talking about earlier, I would have guessed uh, Puckett in his rookie year, but I he he didn't. He's, there's no way he had the strikeout numbers. I've I've really got no one. I don't want to. I don't want to waste anyone's time. I got nothing. Yeah, interestingly, Puckett never struck out a hundred times. The closest he came was 99 um, in uh, 1986. Um, one of them is Manny Lee from the 1991 Blue Jays. Manuel? Uh, also known as Manuel. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, who was just uh, a free swinger ahead of his time. <laughs> <laughs> and the other one was uh, Billy Malone. Adam, you know which team he played for? Billy Malone? I have no idea. Yeah. 1906 Superbus. Brooklyn. <laughs> yeah. They go hard. Yeah, that was a tough question. 
Um, that was kind of one like either you knew, you know it or you don't know it. It's not an easy one to figure out. Um, I I think we might have knocked out most of the hardest questions so far. So hopefully we'll have an easier time of it. So uh, Dalton, round two, it's to you. Uh, the ones that have been taken are four, eight, nine, and twelve. Of those six. Number six. 300 is a magic number for pitchers. Who are the most recent pitchers to reach the following 300 milestones for regular season achievements? 300 innings pitched in a season, 300 strikeouts in a season, 300 career wins, and 300 career losses. So I'm looking for four answers. You have to tell me which one of those four you're answering. You can't just throw out a name and hope it answers any one of them. And one of them does have two possible answers. I will accept either one. So once again, I'm looking for the most recent pitcher, regular season, 300 innings pitched in a season, 300 strikeouts in a season, 300 career wins, 300 career losses. Okay. Uh, for career losses, I'll go with Cy Young. Correct. With 300, the recent guy with 300 wins, Randy Johnson. Correct. And I'll also say Johnson for most recent with 300 strikeouts. Correct. And what was the other one? 300 innings pitched in a season. Hmm. That has that certainly probably hasn't happened for a while. Uh. I don't in my lifetime probably not at all actually. Uh jeez. Steve Carlton? No. That's correct. That, 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 that. <laughs> he did it after 19- Phil Necro, are you kidding me? No, nineteen eighty. Steve oh, Carlton. Necro was seventy nine, wasn't he? Dalton, I'm super duper impressed. Now two thousand two Randy Johnson had had uh, three hundred strikeouts. He topped three hundred strikeouts. Do you know the other pitcher who did it that year? This is this is a bonus. I'd, I'd have to guess Schilling. That's right. Mm-hmm. Very, very impressive. All right. Um, tough act to follow, Adam, but it is your turn. Taken already are 4, 6, 8, 9, and 12. Go with number one. Number one. Name the only two players to play in at least 500 games for the Red Sox and 500 games for the Yankees. Trying to think if Babe Ruth lasted 500 games with the Red Sox. Uh, Let's see. He was just about able to get 100 Paul rating with the Red Sox, so I'm going to have to go with Ruth for one of them. That is not no. correct. Damn it. Damn it. Yeah, he was probably in the 400s then. All right, let's see. i got to shake that off. Not Elston Howard. God, the only recent player that's... I'm just gonna I'm just gonna chime in here for a second on Ruth. He had 391 games with the Red Sox as a batter, and he had um, blah 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 158 games as a pitcher. Yeah, but he, but he I probably I don't know how many of those overlapped. Yeah, he was a starting pitcher, so they probably almost all overlapped. Right, so almost all. I think there were a few games he played for Boston where he batted exclusively, but it can't be that many. So he probably was right around 400. Okay. Oh, man, I don't want to get shut out. I know there's a couple here that should be pretty obvious, but... Do I get a hint on this one? Actually, the rules of the quiz are once you started answering, oh, okay. you can't take the hint. There is a hint available, but that would have to go to one of your opponents. If All right. Well, yeah, it's definitely someone's going to get a crack at the one you missed. Got so. it. 
The thing is, I know it's going to kill me if I miss it. So that's why I don't want to just take a stand. I don't mind waiting. Right. If you want to think some more, it's fine. I think it's got to be a pitcher, then. Although, no, because a thousand games for pitchers. That, and nobody's done it recently. I I am going to press All you right. for it. Mike now. Mike Stanley. No, that's not a bad guess, but it's not correct. Um, so here's a situation. The question is still worth one point. It passes to Dan, um, who has half a point total right now, and the hint is still available, which would knock the total value of the question down to half a point, um, and you would have to opt for that before you start answering. Right. Um. No, I'm going to guess Johnny Damon. Correct. Um, and I'm still drawing a blank on the other one. I suppose a defensive move would have been to take the hint so that I could get the full half point and keep Dalton from getting it, but I didn't think about that until now. <laughs> Uh, uh, the statistics of the high eight stats trivia contest <laughs> is going to be a whole book in I know, itself. Yeah, yeah, I didn't even think there was. Sorry, a- sorry, Adam. The framework of the. <laughs> yeah. Didn't realize there would be strategy involved. That joke is not going to make sense because I'm referencing something from the previous podcast. Podcast. Well, they, you know, they're going to play in succession, and we expect that people. It's a prerequisite to listen to this one to have listened to the prior ones, right? Yeah, that's true. Um, God, how? how Adam, how how the hell do we not know th- know this? I mean, or this other this other guy? Um, I'm sure Adam's hating himself over Johnny Damon already. Yeah, I'm I'm, I was, I'm a little surprised that I didn't realize that he played 500 games with the Yankees, but played four years with the Yankees. Yeah, yeah. so Boris got him to sign that four year contract. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For a second, I thought, well, if it was three, obviously no, but four, he, he should have got there. But Mike Stanley was a good guess, although he wasn't with the Yankees that long. They they dumped him for Girardi, by the way. Yeah, what, what got me on Stanley was just thinking, like, the only player to be traded between the two recently. I right, believe right. it was him, and, and I totally just didn't even think of free agency. Right, which right. Was dumb. Um, Jesus Christ. Um, he is not the player, I don't think. So it's not... Stanley? He was already answered. No, no Jesus Christ. Yeah. <laughs> he only had he only had a cup of coffee with both teams. Played most of his career uh, for the Padres. <laughs> Very good. Very good. Spent the rest of it as Jack Morris' as pitching coach. Yeah. Um, I know I'm going to kick myself for this one. I'm pretty sure I've... Uh... Sorry, Dalton will tell us. I'm going to press you now, Dan. You're going to press me? For an answer, yeah. Um, I'm going to yank you for an answer. <laughs> Red roughing. No. Ooh. Ooh, that was a solid guess, though. So, Dalton, here's the situation. You can make a guess for a half a point, or you can take the hint for a quarter of a point if you want. Uh, no, I'll, I'll, I'll go for it. Uh, this guy, much like Damon, also played... For the uh, Tampa franchise, we're looking at Wayne. I think Hawkins. Adam and Dan oh, are about to kill themselves. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Did you already say it? I did. I'm gonna. I'm gonna talk to over you there. I well, think I, I think I Wade, heard him. Wade Boggs. Yeah. Wade Boggs. It is. <laughs> Adam, are you still alive? <laughs> <laughs> oh my God! Although I, I, Red Ruffing was a good guess. I said because that was the pitcher I was trying to think of, but God. <sighs> I was like, oh, it can't be a modern player. And they're both modern. Damn it. So the clue was all the games for the Yankees by both players have come since 93, um, which would have probably helped a lot. That would have helped a real lot, yeah. Um, So um, after two rounds, Dan has one full point. Dalton has two and a half points, and Adam is not on the board yet. But I, I have faith. Yeah, keep having faith. 
Yeah, well, listen, you did very well last week. Okay, so for round three, Dan, back to you one more time. And the available... Three. Well, the questions that have been taken... Okay, well, three is available. Um, I, did I say there weren't any hard questions left? I might have been lying. <laughs> Two. <sighs> three it is. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, Dan, who has the worst... 100 RBI, 30 home run season when ranked by win probability added. This player had 107 RBI and 36 homers, but walked only 29 times and led the league with 31 times grounding into a double play. I can read that again if you like. Uh, no, I think I got it. I mean, I think I got the gist of the question. <laughs> um, and, I, and, I, and I'm just assuming it's not the obvious answer. I don't know what the uh, well. I guess I, <laughs> I guess I know perhaps what you mean, but I um, cannot confirm or deny. Right, right. Um, is there a hint available? There is a hint available. Would you like it? Yeah. I'll, Would you like the? Yeah, hint? I'll take the hint. He did it in 1983 for an American League team. 1983. Once again, 107 RBI, 36 homers, 29 walks, 31 times grounding in double play. And it's the lowest win probability added season with 100 RBIs and 30 home runs of all time. Well, as far as we know, win probability. <laughs> I think I, yes, I think I just said RBIs, too. RBI. Oh, jeez. I'm going to say George Bell. Tony Armas. Um, Dan, you are wrong. And Adam, you, 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 I would prefer you not to go out of turn, but you are correct. Yeah, I know I'm in last place, so I, I knew I was yeah. Um, yeah, so half a point to you, Adam. Finally. Um, did you know it before the hint, Adam? I w was pretty sure of it before the hint. I did not know for sure until he said 83. Yeah. So Tony Armas, that year he was worth, get this, negative 2.94 win probability added, which is just horrendous. Um, a guy who I love to pick on, Garrett Anderson, is number two. Uh, in 2000, he had, um, let's see, a 35 homer and 117 RBI, but a negative 2143 win probability added. Again, he didn't walk at all. 24 walks, 21 grounded double plays, seven stolen bases, but six caught times, six times caught stealing. Um, number three, Vinny Castilla. Uh, I probably don't need to say <laughs> much about that. Number four, Ruben Sierra in 1987. Negative 1.36. Um, again, a lot of caught stealing, not a lot of walks, and a ton of strikeouts. Um, but but Armas is really way in the lead, right? Mm. Gary Anderson's negative 2.1. Armas is almost negative three. Um, so he's way way in the lead there. So actually, so the better hint that you gave for that one was by saying it was hard because that immediately eliminated Joe Carter, Dante Bichette, and Vinny Castillo. All right, at least I did say that before Dan answered. Right. Um, Joe Carter, by the way, I believe, I don't have it in front of me, but I believe for this list he has like the 12th, 11th, 12th, and 14th worst seasons um, on this list, but he's not all the way down there. Um, so, Dan, you got none. Sorry. <laughs> Adam got uh, a half, and it is Dalton's turn and here's what's remaining. Two, five, seven, ten, and eleven. Two. Number two. Now, this is funny because um, if you were listening to the last podcast, uh, this was touched upon um, a little bit. We all know that the great future Hall of Famer, Jack Morris led Major League Baseball in wins from 1980 to 1989 with, does anybody know how many wins off the top of your head? Nope. So like 100, 162, which obviously is an easy number to remember for baseball. 
um, happens with leaden winds from 80 to 89. Over that period, though, he ranked just 11th among pitchers in wins above replacement. Who was number one? Dave Steve. Correct. But I'm super impressed with the rapidity of your answers. Uh, Dave Steeb had, had 48.5 war. And again, this is baseball reference war uh, of the decade of the 80s. Jack Morris was down to 11th um, with just 30.5, quite a bit less than Steve. Steeb. Anybody else want to take a guess at some of the names at the top there? Uh, Fernando Valenzuela is relatively close to top. Number five. Yeah. Yep. Um, Clemens actually works his way in there. Yeah, yeah, that's a good point. He's number three, despite only coming up in 84. Yeah. Nolan uh, Ryan is not that high, if I remember. Nolan Ryan is tied with Jack Morris um, at 11th with 30.5. I'm just looking at this now, and one of the guys who, very interesting career, and, you know, seems, I guess, you know, injury brought him out of the game. Teddy Higuero was up there, despite only playing in, like, what, half the decade? Right. Higuero is not... He's not in these top 12 who I have here, but he was up pretty high. I yeah, I, I just ran the search. He's 13th. Yeah. Right, so he's next. Isn't, isn't uh, Bob Welch up there, too? Yeah, number four. Wow. Uh, so another one of our favorites from the statistics point of view, Bert Belilevin, is number two. Mm-hmm. Hershiser, again, not come, despite not coming up to 83, is number six. Saberhagen, despite not coming up to 84, is number seven. Uh, Gooden, coming up in 84, is number nine. Uh, boy, eight and ten are pretty tough. Number eight is John Tudor. Number ten is Charlie yeah, I was going to say Charlie Huff was probably on there, too. Yeah. Um, excellent, Dalton. So you have a full point. That was totally the Craig Biggio question this week. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> was it that easy? That, yeah. that one was just because I feel like... Uh, Anytime the Jack Morris thing is brought up, the Steve cat. That, ar- that argument's been used. Yeah. yeah, I was far more sure of that than the Craig Biggio question. Wow. Oh, okay. Well, Adam, uh, it is now your turn proper oh. in round All three. Right. And what is available is, let's see, five, seven, ten, and eleven. Seven. Oh, uh, I like this question. Hmm. Only five players have hit a postseason home run after entering the game as a pinch hitter twice in their careers. Name any two. Five have done it twice in their careers. Name any two. I'm happy to reread the entire question if you would like. Can I go with Raul Abanez for one? You can. That's incorrect. That's incorrect. Okay. I would... He popped into my head, and after him, he didn't pop into my head last week. I had to go with him. Uh, Bernie Carbo. That's correct. Yeah. Wow, nice. Half a point to you. Um, that was actually the one I came up with first, so I asked the one. Right. Well, I, <laughs> as a Red Sox fan, uh, I would have thought for sure. Um, so now there are four players who have done it remaining. There is half a point available. There is no hint. So um, let's see. Dan, it comes to you. Yeah. I will happily repeat the question if you'd like. Wait, there's uh, five players remaining, right? Because I only got one of them? No, there are five total. Oh, five. I'm done. I was thinking six. Sorry. I understand. I confuse five and six all the time. I think my last question had six. That was it. What happens is every time I'm counting the fingers on my hand, I accidentally stick another finger behind it. And so I always get six when I'm trying to get five all the time. <laughs> all right, so Andy, you said you said pinch hit home runs twice. Let me read the question. Let me read the question again. Five players have hit a postseason home run after entering the game as a pinch hitter twice in their careers. And we're looking for one of the four remaining. Jim Leyritz. That's correct. Oh, yeah, that's a good one. Oh, man. All right. Is Dave Henderson one? Dave Henderson is not one. Mm. Um, would anybody like to make any other guesses? Eric Hinsky. Correct. Oh, yeah. 
Did you know that off the top of your head? Yeah, I remember the one in the World Series for the Rays, and I know he did it for the Braves, I think, uh, a couple years ago. Yes. Another one who uh, probably would get some uh, head slaps, Dusty Rhodes. Oh, yeah. He did it. And Chuck Hesegian did it. Okay. <laughs> he, uh, d- he did it with the Cubs. Now, Dusty Rhodes is the only guy – this question was worded very carefully – I've noticed I didn't say hit pinch hit home runs. Right, right. Dusty Rhodes is the only guy who did it, who homered after entering um, in his second at bat. Right. He, he had a he had a pinch hit and had a had a run scoring hit. Then he hit a home run later, and then there was another game where he hit a home run as a pinch hitter. The other four guys all did it two times as pinch hitters. Uh, here's a bonus question. Let's see, Adam. It was this was your question, mm-hmm. right? So I'll put this to you first. Again, it's not worth any points, but who are the only two players to hit a postseason home run after entering the game as a pinch runner? Oh, Jesus. One of them should be burned into your consciousness. <laughs> really? Uh, you cried the rest of that morning because it happened so late. Uh, Well, let me put it to you this way. I I know the answer. There's, 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 uh, Bucky bleeping Dent. (laughs) Who else would you put on that list? Aaron bleeping Boone. (laughs) Aaron bleeping Bloom. Well, yeah. (laughs) I I went there, but he came in as a pinch runner? Yeah. Oh, I had no idea. And if anybody can get the other one, I will uh, be enormously impressed. I was anybody? Say the only postseason, <laughs> the only postseason pinch running performance I remember is Dave Roberts. So, <laughs> yeah, he, didn't, he didn't hit a home run that game. No, he did not. <laughs> anybody? Anybody? I got nothing. Chris Burke in two thousand five. Oh, oh, wow! Which, like, yeah. if you know that, then you probably need to get out more. <laughs> uh, there's a reason why I didn't make that the primary. You can say that about some of Dalton's answers. So yeah, I was going to say Dalton knew that, but he was embarrassed to say. <laughs> so let's see. That completes round three. And Dan has one and a half points. And Dalton has three and a half points. And Adam has one full point. And um, let's see. Technically, it is still anybody's game. If, uh, you know, Adam, for example, you if somehow you managed to snag your own question and the other ones, you can get ahead of Dalton. That's so what I plan to do. Nobody, uh, nobody fret. Um, Dan, we come back to you for the final round. We have 5, 10, and 11 available. 11. Number 11. This is a very straightforward question. I don't know how easy or hard it's going to be. Name four of the five... Top five in MLB history in games played. Four of the top five in MLB history in games played. All right. Yep. Um, Pete Rose. Yes. Uh, Hank Aaron. Yes. Uh, let's see. Cap Hansen. Oh, those, those short. Those, Sorry, I was just blowing my nose. Those damn, uh, what did those you damn short seasons. I forgot about that. <laughs> I. What did you actually say? I said Cap Hansen, but I think it's, I could have sworn you said Cap Hansen, which would have been even funnier. <laughs> uh, no, Hansen yeah, is not correct. Yeah. But I will take one more from you. Um. Ty Cobb. Correct. All right. So three quarters of a point to you. There are no hints available. Adam, can you give me either of the two remaining top five games played? Which ones did he get again? He got Pete Rose, Henry Aaron, and Ty Cobb. Uh, I'm going to go with – I've got two names here. It's one of these two, or it might be both of them. Well, let's go with Yaz. Correct. And Brooks Robinson, the other? 
No, Ricky uh, Hendricks Robert is not in the top ten. Sorry, Dalton. Got to be Henderson. You're right. Yeah. That's points in our hearts again for you. All right. Yeah, uh, he doesn't need three it. quarters to Dan and a quarter to Adam on that. So we got you named all five. I, I have here the next five as well, just in case anybody named it was a little bit further down the list. Uh, anybody want to just take a shot? Who's in the next five? Ripken. Yes. Number uh, eight. That's fitting. Yeah. 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 Was Murray in there? Yes, yeah. number six. I was like, so you said Brooks Robinson wasn't in the top ten? He ain't. That's weird. Um, Stand the man? Number oh, seven. Oh, yeah, it's got to be Stand the man. Dalton, you're on fire tonight. Yes. <laughs> Last two, a couple of really big names. Willie Mays? Willie Mays is number nine, and everybody's favorite big head. <laughs> Barry Bonds! <laughs> Barry Bonds, number ten. Um... <laughs> Excellent. So, again, that was three quarters to Dan and a quarter to Adam. And, Dalton, you have your choice of five and ten. All right. And these two, I think, are my two favorite questions that are left. Uh, five. Okay. Number five. Dalton, since 1916, which is when we can search in the box scores... Five players have hit a total of five home runs on their own birthday. Name any one. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> oh. You better get it because I've got it. <laughs> uh, is there a hint for this one? No. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna say no because I didn't give a hint for similar questions like this. Okay, that that, that that's fair. A pl- so, there. We just name all five. Did you say or no? No, name one. Okay, name all name all five. That's crazy. Hmm. Adam, don't don't jump in on me. Okay. Hmm. <laughs> Is it exactly five home runs, you said, or, or more? Than yeah, that? and that's the record since 1916. Five players have hit five home runs. I hope I'm right now. Uh, I know this guy did, he hit one on his birthday last year. Uh, Chipper Jones? Correct. Son of a... Yeah, Ch- Chipper. And Adam, I bet you do not know it, because I bet you're going to guess Nomar. I am. Nope, he only had four. Oh, man. He had that one three-home run game, but he only had one in the rest of his career. Uh, the others are um, Todd Helton, Derek Lee, Al Simmons, and he who shall not be named, A-Rod. You just named him. That's true. Adam, that leaves you with... Dalton, I have to say, by the way, I am unbelievably impressed. So if I'm seeing this right, you got every single one of your questions right, and you also stole half a point in round two. That's really amazing. Adam, that leaves you with number ten. All right, I'll take it. Okay. On July 12th, 1997, Mark Smith hit a three-run pinch hit walk-off home run to give the Pirates a win over the Astros. What was the other remarkable thing about this game? What was the date again? Who's speaking? That was Dan. That was Dan. Yeah, that was Dan. What, was, what was the date of the yeah. game? It was 97. It's not your turn. Right, yeah, right, yeah. Dan. <laughs> doesn't much matter at this point. Was it the... Just there is a hint available, so if you guess, you know, yeah. But if I, the if I take the hint, then I, I'm going to go with I'm going to go with the one millionth baseball game in Major League history. As far as I know, it was not. <laughs> I, unless it's an incredible coincidence, I'm going to say incorrect. Dan, a point to you, and the hint is available. What was the date of the game again? 
Hey, this is Andy. I'm just jumping in here to tell you that you're about to hear me answer Dan's request for the date of the game, and I read the wrong date. I tell him 1987 instead of 1997, which then causes him to make a guess that is not actually relevant. Of course, he gets it wrong, because I've given him the wrong date. And I just wanted to jump in to tell you about my mistake it didn't make any difference anyway. Dan later told me he wouldn't have gotten it even if I had said the correct date, and it certainly didn't affect the outcome of this little game. And it's not really playing for real anyway, so no worries. I just wanted to jump in there and let you know that it was not Dan's fault. Now you can ask that question. On July 12, 1987, Mark Smith had a three-run pinch hit walk-off home run to give the Pirates a win over the Astros. What was the other remarkable thing about this game? July 12, 1987. Pirates-Astros. Um, I'll take the hint. Has to do with the pitching. Um, I'm going to say, if you don't know it, you don't know it. I don't think it's something you're going to think of. <laughs> so I'll, I'll press you for an answer. Uh, Doug Drabeck had the only 10 strikeout game of his career. Wow. That would be, a, <laughs> that would be an incredible asshole if that were uh, the, uh, the question, don't you think? Yeah. Well, or if the answer was like, I was in the stands that day. Or if that actually was true. Yeah. If the shoe fits, you know. Um, Oh, <laughs> I'm not sure, but I think you're calling me an asshole. <laughs> Dalton, you want to hum further humiliate these guys? Absolutely. Uh, Half a point? It was, uh, I'll say it was Ricardo Rincon bobblehead day. <laughs> <laughs> now, is that a joke? Um, if that's true, then I should just quit now forever while I'm ahead. N no, that's, that's not the, uh, not the guess. I, I, I've got nothing. All right. It's very funny that you say Ricardo Rincon because he is an essential part of the answer. Um, that's why I was confused. Um, I'll tell you guys the story of this game. There's a very special story, um, and it's near and dear to my heart. We all have these, uh, we all have these memories of when baseball really sort of caught fire in our consciousness and when we became real fans, whether it's of particular players or particular teams or seasons or games or whatever. And I was already a baseball fan in 1997, but I was watching this game on TV. It was on ESPN. And I was in a room full of people who had not really paid much attention to baseball at all. But because I was such a baseball fan, they let me put the game on. And as this game went on, they became more and more interested in it. And the reason was Francisco Cordova was throwing a no-hitter. But the game was scoreless. And he pitched, I believe, seven innings, and Marcone pitched the last two innings. They completed the top of the ninth inning. They completed nine innings of no-hit ball, but had to go back to the dugout. And then in the bottom of the inning, the Pirates put a couple guys on base. Mark Smith came in and hit a pinch hit walk-off home run that gave his team the no-hitter. So it's a very unusual case of where a no-hitter happens, but the pitcher is not on the mound when it happens. He's in the dugout. So it's like a walk-off no-hitter. Huh. Very, very unusual. What was the date again? July 12th, 1997. I, I, I thought he said 87. He actually went back and forth between 97 and 87. Uh, Are you serious? Yeah. <laughs> Otherwise, I wouldn't have guessed Doug Drayback. I mean, come on. No, you originally gave me 97, and then he gave Dan 87. That's, hey, I'm, I'm looking and at then the, I was like, Francisco Cordova? He didn't pitch in 87. I'm looking That's at the box fine, score now. Actually, Cordova threw nine innings. Yeah, it was the bottom of the ninth that the walk-off happened. Yeah, uh, oh, 10-inning game. Uh, Rincon had pitched the 10th. Oh, is that what it was? He threw 9 and Rincon threw the 10th inning. Yeah. So my details were a little bit off there. Um, 
But it was a remarkable game, really, really remarkable. And I remember that the announcing was really amazing. I have always tried to find audio or video of this. I don't even know who the announcer was. But as Smith stepped in, he said, the announcer said something to the effect of, here's Mark Smith, and he's and he's batting for the win, the shutout, and the no-hitter, which he said right as Smith hit the ball. And they shouted, and he got them all because he, you know, he clearly it was a it was a it was a blast of a home run. It was an amazing baseball moment, and the people that were in that room with me um, became lifelong baseball fans because they were so fired up by that. Even though they were not Pirates fans or Astros fans, or you know, they had no particular allegiance to the players involved, but it was just such an amazing thing to see happen that they were hooked. You guys have have memories of when you were hooked on things, hooked on baseball specifically, not drugs. <laughs> they actually coincided. Um, no, uh, I'm sure huh. there are probably a few. It was interesting. It was for me. It was '87. Also, uh, I remember my brother wanted a pack of baseball cards, and I was like, "Oh, that means I want one too." And then I just opened up this pack of 87 tops and I was just absolutely hooked from that point on to this point, like the full 1988 season that that's like, I know so much about it just because I followed it so much that first year. That's actually exactly the same for me. Yeah. I, and it's funny cause I see my son doing it too. Um, I see him, you know, acting out baseball games and stuff while he's playing outside and it's like he knows so much of what's going on in the season he, he's still five he's he, he just rattling off the names will myers and nolan arenado and pedro siriaco and all this stuff he just knows all these guys it's so funny anybody else have a memory like that uh for me uh 10 years later was the first uh, baseball cards i started getting the 97 pinnacle set i remember i think it was the first one i collected uh at least in terms of cards I remember that had, I think it had a Vlad rookie in there. I mean, not, I guess, a proper rookie since he played a little in 96, but a few, uh, few interesting cards there. I remember one of the pinnacle sets, uh, if the guy led the major leagues in something, it would be in this blue text, whereas others would be black. And I thought, like, it was interesting, uh, a guy like Lance Johnson I always will remember because he had, like, 20-odd triples or whatever in 96. And I just thought that was a interesting stat. But for, as far as the, ba- the game goes, my first... Uh, major league game I went to was an um, interleague game, so very early in interleague play, I guess, uh, in the summer of 98. It was actually at the Trop. Uh, it was the Marlins against the Rays. Rays won 6-4 with home runs from McGriff and Sorrento. Mm, good old days. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Dan, you have any particular memory that comes to mind? Not really, to be honest with you. That's a that's a funny thing. That's because you're old. Yeah, He's lost his memory. Yeah, that's part of it. Yeah, but uh, I I I do not really. I mean, I've got a few little anecdotes, but I don't remember any real pivotal moment of becoming a fan, or I don't even remember my first game, to be honest with you. For for me, baseball cards like Adam was the entree into the game. Uh, because it was before the 88 season when all my friends were excited about 88 tops. And I liked collecting things, and I saw the cards. I thought they were pretty cool. And so I just started collecting them before the season started, got to know all the players, and then was just, like Adam said, just fascinated in the 88 season. The 88 season was a pretty darn interesting one, too. So um, that was my entree. But interestingly, my first game... um, I don't remember the exact date. I, I have researched it, and I have it written down, but I don't remember off the top of my head. But it was a Reds-Mets game at Shea Stadium, and I know that Johnny Bench had a home run. I will, I will say 80s. that uh, this is really so, dating me, but you guys, I was way you guys back. already know this anyway. But, well, uh, um, or at least know that I'm the, the elder statesman in the group here. I, uh, I was watching on TV at my grandparents' place in Florida when Hank Aaron hit home run number Seven fifteen. So, I oh my God, who's Hank Aaron? <laughs> that was seventy four. Is that right? Seventy four. Yeah. Yeah. Dalton remembers yeah. it well. Oh, like it was <laughs> yesterday. Absolutely. Yeah. I remember. Yeah, what's funny is is uh, my first baseball game. Uh, I went to a Red Sox home opener because I won tickets from a trivia contest. 
that one of my teachers was holding. That's particularly ironic, given that you lost this one. Hey, I won last week, damn it. <laughs> yeah, so uh, final scores, uh, Adam did get one and a quarter points with uh, several different correct answers. Dan has two and a quarter points, uh, also with a whole bunch of different correct answers. But Dalton uh, really ran away with it. Four and a half points in, in theory out of a possible four. He only had four questions, but got four and a half points. Um, really impressive. And so that does bring our overall standings to uh, Adam with one victory and Dalton with one victory uh, through only two trivia contests. <laughs> Thanks, guys, very much for participating and uh, look forward to our next trivia contest. Yeah. All right. Thank you, Andy. Thank you. Welcome to the bloopers section of the podcast, something I try to include in every one. We have a few gems for you this time around. The first one is an entirely failed question that I asked Dalton. When he asked for number five, I had a different question that I asked originally that did not go so well. Uh, so I have here a couple of minutes of audio of, uh, of what happened with that. We ended up giving him a replacement question, which is what you heard in the original uh, contest back there. So, enjoy. Number five. Only three players ever reached double-digit triples with at least twice as many triples as doubles. Name any one of the three. And I just realized this is poorly worded because I'm talking about in an individual season. So... In a single season, only three players ever reached double-digit triples with at least twice as many triples as doubles. Is that clear? Yeah. I'm not saying they all did it in the same season. I'm saying any guy in any season of his career reached triple doubles, triple-digit triples with twice as many triples as doubles. At wait, least wait, wait, wait. Double-digit triple double triples, right? <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. Ten or more triples. Let me start Twice over. as many triples as doubles. Dalton. That's me. Number five. <laughs> Only three players ever had a season in their careers where they reached double-digit triples with at least twice as many triples as doubles. Name any one of the three. <laughs> the question one more time, please. <laughs> I can't imagine why you're asking. It's like a Dr. Seuss book. <laughs> One fish to a uh, red. Oh, I can't even get that right. The triple, triple, double in the double, triple, double. <laughs> that, that is like a Dr. Seuss book. And coincidentally, Dalton Mack was reading those just last week. <laughs> um, only three players ever had a season in their career where they reached double-digit triples with at least twice. <laughs> Adam, you, Adam, you've ruined it for me. Only three players in their careers ever had a season where they reached double-digit triples with at least twice as many triples as doubles. Got a dry sense of humor there. Uh, I'm looking for one of the three. Only three players ever reached double-digit triples with at least twice as many triples as doubles. Name any one of the three. In a single season, only three players ever reached double-digit triples with at least twice as many triples as doubles. Any guy in any season of his career reached triple-doubles, triple-digit triples with twice as many triples as doubles, at least twice as many. The triple-triple-double in the double-triple-dipple. Only three players ever had a season in their career where they reached double-digit triples. Adam, you ruined it for me. Only three players in their careers ever had a season where they reached double-digit triples with at least twice as many triples as doubles. Aaron Beeping Bloom. Aaron Beeping Bloom. But I'm going to edit it so that neither you nor I appear stupid. Not bloody likely. <laughs> that should be a commercial right there. Somebody's making a peanut butter sandwich. I can hear that. Hello. 
Hi, Andy. Oh, stop talking about him, guys. Uh, Andy's back. God. <laughs> I just can't believe Joe Charbonneau was only worth 2.4 war in his rookie year. Well, then again, that's something war doesn't capture. Like, like you know, his prize fighting in boxcars as well as his ability to open beer bottles with his eye socket. That's not included. Actually, that's in the um, positional adjustment. Okay. All right. Yeah. I, I knew I was still a little shaky on the uh, the calculation. I hope you guys don't hate me after these questions. <laughs> I had a friend of mine look at them, and he was like, these are really f***ing hard.